Welcome to Fleet Baptist Church. We hope you enjoy the latest in our teaching series. We are starting today a series on discipleship, um, looking at exploring church, what it means to be uh, a disciple, really. And so this eight weeks, we're going to focus on discipleship, this exploring church series. We're going to continue on um, as we, we, we'll look at other themes. But for now, for these eight weeks, we're going to look at discipleship. And um, in fact, me and Dane were just chatting. We've both been to Bible college and we were just remarking on the fact that um, discipleship, you know, it's not actually in the Bible. Uh, that's a controversial statement, you may think, but it's not a term that exists. But what does exist is the term disciple. And I want to unpack that a little bit this morning. So um, if you forgive me a little bit, I'm going to read from a Bible dictionary because uh, it may sound boring, but it helps. So disciple means more than one who listens to a teacher. It implies his acceptance of the teaching and his effort to act in accordance with it. It implies being a believer in a teacher and being ready to be an imitator of him. It's why St. Paul does not call his converts his disciples, that they might seem to be taking the place of Christ, but instead speaks of them as his imitators. We see probably the most most like the word discipleship that we'll find in the Bible is where in Matthew 28, verse 19, it says, therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. That word there, make disciples, is one Greek word that I'm about to butcher. Get ready. It's called mathesutate. Oh, that was, it's, it's not called that. I went so wrong. But Alex, our one Greek speaker's on holiday this week, so maybe I'll get away with it. Anyway, um, but what it means here is it means makes disciples or learners of. And so a disciple is not one who has already learned, but one who is always learning, i.e. the process never stops. Um, And I think we've made discipleship into something it was never meant to be. Uh, As I was saying before, me and Dane were chatting, and I was saying to Dane, uh, I went to Bible college and I did like a, like a term on evangelism and discipleship. And um, as I was preparing this, the, the sermon this week, I was like, I don't think I can remember where in the Bible it talks about discipleship because I learned so many theories about discipleship, so many things that we're meant to do, many strategies and so many, all of these things. But actually, discipleship is a process that we're never meant to stop. It's never meant to be completed. It's the process of learning who Jesus is. It's never meant to stop. I want to suggest that um, actually discipleship can be really well summed up in. It's in, um, in Matthew 11, verse uh, 28 to 30. So, Jamie, could you throw it up on the screen for me? Thank you. It says this. It says, Come to me, all, who, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. You know, these verses are only found in Matthew, um, but they're gorgeous, gorgeous verses. And I think they issue uh, three invitations. Uh, There's probably more in there, but I'm going to focus on three. The first of which, being right at the beginning, is will you come? You see, I think discipleship, first and foremost, is about a choice to enter into it and a choice to come near to the Saviour. We see so many times in the gospel, Jesus inviting people to come. And, you know, the the, the marvellous, amazing thing of this invitation, particularly when we see it in verse 28, 
is, it, is it's preceded by verse 27 where he talks about his overwhelming authority. And he goes out of that authority, invites you to come. And Jesus encourages the burden to come to him because, because of who he is, because he is gentle and humble of heart. This invitation is always to come and it's always to come close. When we talk about following Jesus, when we talk about it, it always happens in the closeness because our God is not a distant God. It's important that we know that who this invitation is to. Um, and you know, this invitation to come is to all those who are weary and burdened. Uh, in Matthew 23, verse four, we see that the invitation, by the way, if you can hear Eden, it's just really nice to have someone in. So Eden's really responding to all my sermon uh, conversation. Eden is Dane's gorgeous daughter, and um, I'm a big fan of her. But the invitation is for all of those who express, uh, who are oppressed by religion. We see that in Matthew 23, verse 4. Those who are struggling, struggling under the weight of what they should do. And I wonder for how many of us, discipleship has become what we think we should do, rather than operating out of who we are. It says this in The Emotionally Healthy Church, is a book we're doing in our discussion groups alongside this teaching series. And one of the things they say is that the link between emotional health and spiritual maturity is a large, unexplored area of discipleship. Maybe we've got something wrong in discipleship, that we've learned our theories, we've learned the things we ought to do. But instead, actually, it's about becoming who we are, who we are meant to be, about learning who Jesus is, so that we can know who we are. We were created, I love that Reese said this in Powerhouse, Genesis 1:26, that we were created in his image. We were always meant to reflect the Father. We we're always meant to be his reflection, his imitation. And so actually discipleship is about learning who Jesus is so that we know who we have been created to be. It's not about following rules. It's not about doing things that we think we should do. It's not about learning to be the most professional Christian you can be. But it's about unlearning what we thought we should be so that we can relearn who we have create, been created to be. Discipleship or being a disciple, as I think I'd like to call it, is a process not just for new believers, but one that we're constantly meant to be on, a constant process. And that first step is always coming to Jesus. I think the second invitation that Jesus offers in this is a, an invitation and a question of, will you hand it over? You see, so many people came to Jesus, but didn't hand over their burdens, didn't hand over the things that were holding them back, and left carrying it, carrying what they came with when they came to Jesus. He very helpfully uses this analogy of a yoke. I'm going to throw up onto the screen um, a picture. Look at those beautiful, I'm going to say cows. I should have researched what those are. They might be oxen, they might be cows. Do I know the difference? I do not, but I am not a farmer, so it's okay. Um, but this is what a, a yoke is. It's that piece of wood that um, binds things together. So I'm gonna read another Bible dictionary definition. So essentially, a yoke was a harness used by oxen and other animals to ease the work of hauling a load. It was meant as a designation of servitude and carrying the burden of a task of mission. Uh, the yoke put on animals for pulling heavy loads is a metaphor for the dis discipline of discipleship. The yoke is Jesus's yoke, not the yoke of law. Discipleship must be to him. Thank you, Jamie, for that lovely pitch. Isn't it a nice cow? Oxen? 
Someone will let me know in the comments, I'm sure. Um, let me read uh, from the Passion Translation. The same verses, I think they offer some more perspective. Are you weary, carrying a heavy burden? Then come to me and I will refresh your life, for I am your oasis. Simply join your life with mine, learn my ways, and you'll discover that I'm gentle, humble, easy to please. You will find refreshment and rest in me, for all that I require of you will be pleasant and easy to bear. That words there, simply join your life with mine, they can also be interpreted as bend your neck to my yoke. The yoke being a metaphor that it joins two animals as one, but so, so it's saying this is a metaphor for not simply work or for toil, but the focus here is about your union with Christ. It's not just submit to me. Jesus isn't just saying submit to me and do what I say, work hard, do all these things. What he's saying is if you will open up to me, if you will join your life with mine, will you do it? Because if you will just bend your neck into this yoke, you will discover what I have for you. It's an extension of the invitation to come to him. You see, part of discipleship is about submitting it all to God, not just the bits we want. You see, as we discover in our lives the layers of insubmission, of submission, I'm still unsure when I wrote it down this morning, in submission, of unsubmission, I don't know which one it is, but basically not submitting in our life. As we discover these things, as we find as the book says, uh, the iceberg, the things below the surface, things that lay deep down, as we find those things, will you continue to submit them to God? Will you continue to, to come and to hand it over? And when you hand it over, will you receive from me what I have to offer you? For my yoke is easy and light. You see, what we do is we exchange we bring our burdens to him and he gives his burden to us, which is easy to bear. You see, it's not about learning from him. It's not about just imitating him or learning from my experience, i.e. trying to do it all in our own strength, but actually learn from the revelation that alone, I alone can impart. Impartation is what Jesus wants to give to us, an impartation of who he is, not a set of rules or instructions. It's only Jesus who can offer this. The promise is that the one you submit to, the one you bend the neck to, the one you join your life with, that one, Jesus, is gentle, humble in heart, and his yoke, what he's going to give you back in exchange for what you give him, is pleasant and easy to bear. Um, I've forgotten to write down who said this, but they said uh, the person who lives this kind of life is no longer a slave, he has become free. Isn't it funny in our submission, as we submit things, we find freedom? Jesus' desire is that we would bend the neck so that we would be submissive, so that we would be free. You know, when I first became a Christian, I became a Christian, um, I couldn't tell you the date, but I know it was in the hardest time of my life. My dad was dying, my home life was a mess. And it was, you know, it was really easy to give my burdens to Jesus because I couldn't carry them. But as I've grown older, as I've grown deeper in faith, it's become really hard. It's become really hard because I can do things in my own strength. I can do things in my own might. But the invitation is the same. The invitation is to keep bringing 
burden to him. It's got harder as I've got older, as I've discovered things that are a bit more tricky to deal with, maybe involve a little bit more of a, me admitting things to myself, but it's always worth it. You know, I've, um, I, I think I've been very honest on here. I've, um, this year's been hard. It's been really hard, and it's, it's brought up a load of things that I wasn't expecting, uh, and that's been really hard to bring back to God. But what I've found is that as I do it, and I do it attentively, is that he is always there, and he always, as soon as I hand it over, I can't believe it took me so long to get there in the first place. It's always good. It's always worth it. You know, by not exploring those hidden parts of ourselves, we restrict that exchange and we restrict the level of freedom we will walk in. It's, it's just the truth. If I hold on to the things that were never meant to be there in the first place, so there's only so much freedom I can walk in because I'm holding on to so much. And so as we enter into these next eight weeks, I actually have a real probing question for you. Let me read this to you. My question for you guys is, will you come to Jesus, you who are weary and burdened, because he wants to give you rest? Will you take his yoke upon you and learn from him, for he is gentle and humble in heart? And will you find rest for your souls? You will find this rest for your souls, for his yoke is easy and his burden is light. For these next eight weeks, we're going to seriously be looking at what does it mean to be a church who really takes seriously what it is to be a disciple. And that invitation is always there, but I believe we're in a season where that invitation is explicit. What would it look like for, for all of us as a church if for eight weeks we just really said, Jesus, I'm bringing all of myself to you intentionally. I'm bringing all of myself to you. I'm going to submit to you. I'm going to bend my neck and take on your yoke. And in the process, I want to find that you are, you are gentle, you are humble heart, and your yoke is easy and light to bear. There's an invitation to come. There's an invitation to submit. There's an invitation to hand it over. But in doing that, you receive so much. It's there. And so I'm just going to ask you guys to come on the journey with us as we do this for the next eight weeks. Come on the journey. There are discussion groups. Um, if you want to sign up to those, both on a Sunday morning and midweek. There's a book you can read if you want to. But we want to take seriously, more than anything, we want to just get before the Father, before Jesus, in front of Holy Spirit and say, I'm coming. I'm coming to you. I'm weary and burdened. I've tried to do it so long. I've tried to be, I've tried to be good. I've tried to be the good Christian. I've tried to be all of those things. But right now, I need your rest. Right now, I need your yoke for it is easy and light to bear, and that's what I need, Jesus. Let me pray as I finish. Father, I want to thank you that you sent Jesus to die on the cross for us and to take our burden. I want to thank you, thank you, thank you that this invitation is there for me, that the invitation to come close is always open. And as I come close, will you take my burdens? Will you take all of the areas, both seen and unseen, where it's just too heavy for me to bear? And as I bend my neck 
and take on your yoke? Would you impart into me who you are? Would you show me who you are so I can learn to be like you? And so that I will operate out of who I am, not what I think I should be. I want to discover that it is light and easy to bear because I can no longer walk like this. And Jesus, as each individual on the live stream today or when they watch later recognizes this, would you, would you start to take that burden off them? Would you impart into them who they are, who they have been created to be? And will we see in eight weeks' time a church that truly knows what it is to be a disciple of Jesus? In your holy and precious name,